1: 94
0: WIP FM HD 1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Oh, what's going on,
0: Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. I don't know if you heard, but Carson Wentz is back. And that is exciting within itself. We're going to get into a ton of Carson Wentz, but we're also going to look at the landscape of not only the NFL, but specifically the NFC, because I don't know about you guys, I think it's time to go, ooh, ooh, not worried, not concerned. It's not one of those radio shows like, are you concerned? It's not what I'm saying. But there are some contenders in the NFC, and they're pretty damn good. So we'll get into that. We've got plenty of uh, Eagles-Colts. We'll break that down. Adam Lefko, Philly guy of the Lefko and Sims podcast, will be joining us for NFL Picks today. James Seltzer, how are you, sir?
1: I get to watch Carson Wentz play football again in 20 hours. And you're That's good. how I am. I am awesome. I am so pumped. I, As we get closer, just to again, forgetting the effect on the team, forgetting wins and losses, just watching that guy. Getting the chance to spend three, four hours, whatever it is tomorrow, watching that guy do what he does and and get back to doing it. I'm geeked, man. I'm so excited.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, it's not the beat writer you want. It's the beat writer you need. Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, buddy?
3: What's going on, man? And James, to your point, like everyone's excited to watch Carson. And let me say, as someone that's seen Carson, saw him in training camp, saw him in OTAs, fans should be excited because this guy is healthy he looks just like the player he was last year. Will there be some rust? Absolutely. But physically, just what he's able to do, his arm strength, I think fans are going to be very excited about what they see tomorrow, especially after watching Foles for the last two weeks.
0: 888 However, I will say that as this week has started to ramp up and everybody just assumes, probably correctly, rust. How is he going to look? Is there going to be a feel? He's got to get the timing down. Look at his wide receiving core. It's a little depleted. Doesn't have his number one guy. As we get closer and closer to this game, I don't think there's going to be a problem at all. Ooh. I think there's going to be zero Ooh. issues with Carson Wentz's timing, with Carson... Now, I mean, first quarter excluded, whatever, that's going to happen. Uh, I think by the end of this football game, we're going to go, okay, all right, we're good. After the first hit, after the the first overthrow, which I'm sure to Zachary, it's Zach Ertz in the middle of the field, which right. is nearly picked off, something like that will happen. But to me... This guy's going to be ready to go. Uh, as you always say, James, it's above the shoulders. This guy's been waiting in the wings for a very long time, and uh, I- I'm sure that, to me, that's going to be the the stronger part of this. He's not going to run that as as quickly. Maybe you don't see the the spin that you saw in the Chicago Bears game, but... I think you're going to see Carson Wentz, the passer, and uh, you're going to see it early.
1: I totally agree with you. Just the he gets through his progression so much faster than Nick. He just sees the field better. He knows where to go with the ball better. I I totally agree with you. I think that from th- that perspective, and and maybe like you said, a little early on, a throw or two is off. But I'm with you. Look, the great ones are great. Yep. You know, when they come out, the great ones are great. And Carson Wentz, in my mind, is a great one. I think, assuming health, he's going to be the best quarterback in football for the next decade or something in that range. And I think we're—I'm with you, John. Like I'm expecting maybe a maybe a overthrow because he's fired up or something like that. But I, I think that Carson Wentz is going to come out and remind us. Who he is immediately.
3: Well, let's not forget what happened the last time he made his first start, right? In 2016, he took the team right down the field and threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he talked about that earlier this week. At With the very Norvica. little
1: reps, by the way, too. Kind of coming off the Bradford yeah, exactly. trade and all that. And the injury wasn't necessarily expecting to start, too. So
3: We all remember who he threw it to as well. <laughs> Oh, man. But to my point. What a start, (laughs) as Merrill Reese
0: had said during that broadcast. Yes.
3: Carson Wentz talked about it earlier this week at the Nova Care about how he was going to handle those emotions. And he said, look, like, yeah, this is his first start of the season. And it'll be an emotional one after everything he's been through. But he's made his first start in the NFL as a rookie. And he even brought up his first start at college, right? Like, he's been through these moments. So, as James just said, the great ones are great for a reason. Carson Wentz showed last season he can be great, and I would be surprised if he didn't kind of rise to that moment on Sunday.
0: Now, do we think that at this point in time in Carson Wentz's career as he's going into year three, and we've discussed that uh, this week too, and you can, uh, a, lot of, a lot of great uh, podcasts that we went through at the Go Birds Pod on the Twitter.com is where you can find us as well. I do believe that there is another step for Carson to take in his career. Like you know, Everybody says year two, it's the biggest leap. It's the biggest leap for Tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, that's usually when you're going to know, all right, where is your ceilings going to bounce out a little more? I don't know at what point in time that we're going to see Carson Wentz's ceiling and finally hit it there, but to me, Elliot, there is a large leap still coming, and I think it's this year. I think this is where people start to go, wow, Carson Wentz makes everyone better because you remember that when Dak Prescott, And those silly little cowboys, and there was a debate two years ago, who's going to be, Dak Prescott's not even in the conversation anymore. Now it's switched over to Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, all of those guys that are, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure uh, Josh Rosen and then the rest will be included in that conversation moving forward. How big of a leap is there? How big of a leap do you think we can expect?
3: Well, that's the question, right? Because had Wentz not torn his ACL, I mean, who knows what happens in the playoffs. But regardless, coming into the season, we're talking about what do you want to see an improvement from Wentz on, right? Like, what are some things, as great as he was last year, no player is perfect. There's some areas he can improve on. I'll throw it to you guys and obviously to the callers, like, What do you think it is that Wentz needs to work on? I know what I think it is, but I want to hold and see what you guys think on that.
1: Well, it's a good question about what he needs to work on. I think what, in terms of where we're going to see growth, Uh is what we talked about before, the whole above-the-shoulders thing. Okay, I talked about this the other night, the idea that he's been watching from the sidelines, he's been watching the game develop in a different way, a different perspective, and they always say the old cliche, right, like, you can't blitz Drew Brees. You can't blitz Tom Brady because they see it coming. I think yep. that's where, and I think Wentz is already that type of guy. I think we saw it last year. We saw his ability to diagnose things at the line and make the right decisions and get in the right plays and convert on third downs and all that stuff. I think that's the stuff we're going to see him grow in even more to the point where he is as heady a quarterback as there is in the NFL.
0: No, I think there is. I don't even know if it's a work-on thing, but I just think you will see the improvement in, because you saw it last year. Like, if you weren't sure. The, the question's, can he do a back shoulder throw? Is it there? Boom. Here's Trey Burton. You know, like, same things. Right. Where's the deep ball at? I haven't seen the deep ball yet. Five weeks into the season. Bang. They're all right there. Is he elusive? Yes. To me, the biggest part of this is still what James said, though. It is a massive difference between what Nick Foles is able to do at the line. He is, I'm going to say it. There's a new sheriff in town. Oh. He's the coach on the field. I agree with you. He's the guy that can dictate where, where safeties are going to go just based off of movement, motion, whatever it is. That's that's the biggest part of me. And
3: that is one thing that, like, yes, he was rehabbing all, all last offseason into training camp and really probably still rehabbing in a lot of ways to you know completely recover from that ACL, LCL. But he has been able to be, be in the film room. He did spend the off season in Philadelphia. He's been at the NovaCare watching tape. So when you talk about the shoulders up, this is a guy that was already really good at that, but is only going to improve, in my opinion, because he's been able to study the offense all offseason, figure out what he likes, what they can improve on, and how he can then, you know, take that over to the field once he does return.
0: Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. What do you think you're going to see with Carson Wentz on Sunday, and actually just in the year coming up? As to me, this is the real season is starting mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, d- d- I, maybe we've seen uh, Nick Foles throw his last ball. That's great uh, for hopefully for, right? hit for I him. Mean, I maybe hope that's unless great. Unless
1: it's like a, a fifty to three game where they're like, all right, give Nick some reps in the fourth. Oh yeah, quarter. no, we want the. We're uh... cool with that, but yeah, otherwise, hopefully,
0: yeah, <laughs> not, and not in terms of his play. I wasn't trying to insult him there. I was just saying, I'm you saying don't, as an eagle, in, in terms like, of yeah, health, don't of don't want to see him back out yeah. on the field. Hopefully, it's Carson going through there. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Send to Mike in uh, Doyle Style. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
4: Hey
2: guys, how are you? Good. I always appreciate listening to you guys, your level of knowledge and uh, insight. It's really a, it's a pleasure to listen to you guys. Thanks,
0: Mike. Appreciate it, man.
2: Um, uh, I actually had a question about or what you thought about Jim Schwartz pertaining to last week. I was screaming the entire time pretty much from the first quarter on after the deep ball to Sean. Is Jim Schwartz is stubborn? I don't understand <laughs> why he doesn't play like a, a hard cover two zone to cut off those short uh Quick out, quick out. Every single time. They're always gonna be available if you have a if you play off van. I don't understand. Is he just mm-hmm. stubborn or is he just
1: not?
3: You know, Mike, thinking? I'm I'm really happy you brought that up because before the show I was talking to John and James about this and The thing with Schwartz is you can tell right away if his game plan is going to be good or not because he's just not great at making adjustments. And I don't know if I'd completely go to stubborn, but there are certain things you see where, like playing the cornerbacks off, you know, eight to nine yards of the receivers. You saw that against Tampa last week, and he didn't make the changes, even though later in the game where they needed, you know, short first downs or whatever, you saw Darby and Mills already stepping back. And into tomorrow's game, I think that's a concern because... Frank Reich versus Jim Schwartz is one of the biggest matchups in this game. They're both very familiar with each other. Both are going to come with a, in with a game plan. And I don't know but, about you guys, but I feel like Reich might have the advantage in that just because of the fact I think he's more willing to adjust in-game. And I, so that's going to be an issue for the Eagles. Well, to me, I mean, it's oh,
0: just... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I agree with you. I just kind of... Sort of a follow-up. I don't... I, Jalen Mills, like, I think he he's a good player if used in the right... Team, uh, you know he's big, long, but he's not fast. I don't understand why they don't press him up in in a in a hard flat to just press him off and just you know if he gets by, they then press him off to the uh, him off to the safeties. Excuse me. I don't understand why they don't try that. They just I just is Jalen on like
0: a borrowed time? Are they just going to get rid of? don't no, I don't, his, his I don't think I don't think it's just anything call, like that, Mike. Mike. And uh, yeah, Good we call. appreciate all those points there. I I just think that that's where philosophy and I don't know, kind of what people are best at. Sometimes they clash a little bit, mm-hmm. and to your point, ESP, that's that's why I, I'm surprised you don't see like a little more inverted cover, too, where the safeties actually come down and the corners actually play like, you know, right. uh, they, they transfer and do that. I think that would clear up a lot of the middle stuff there, James, but I don't really know. I think that sometimes... You're just it. just doesn't work against certain teams. I think Frank Reich might be one of them.
1: Yeah, well, I agree. He's very stubborn, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he says this is my game plan. We're going to go with this. And and even after the game, he blamed technique more than the game plan. He said you could play off, but if your technique is good, you should still be able to make the plays. So still kind of not even willing to admit where we're just watching guys run ten yard curl routes and just be wide open. Um. So I I actually thought Mike had some really good points there. I don't I don't know why he's so stubborn like that and. I do think that that's something that's an issue. My bigger question, though, was why not play Mills on Evans and play Darby on Deshaun? Mm -hmm. I mean, why not match up your skill sets against the receivers
3: and their skill sets? And that's the interesting thing because he's been willing to do it in the past. We've seen Mills move side to side with Odell Beckham Jr., too to be honest, mixed results, but you're right. They very rarely ever have a cornerback travel left to right. Like Mills is on one side, Darby's on the other. And if you're the Buccaneers, you saw in the first play of the game, you're saying, okay, well, Darby's one of the fastest corners in the league, and Mills is probably one of the slowest. Mm-hmm. So you line up Deshaun against him. And that's the issue with Mills, too, about playing off. If he if someone gets a free release against Mills, it's just tough for him to have that recovery speed. But he's a physical guy, so you want him up on the line of scrimmage, pushing especially against a guy like Deshaun and I know that's last week not not this no, Sunday but but, point holds. but he in y- this week that quick. type of yeah. thing you know absolutely against a smaller guy you want Mills being that physical aggressive corner at the line and again like I don't want to use the word stubborn but it's just who he is it's who he's always been Jim Schwartz this is how he plays his cornerbacks
0: and I don't mind that I, I want to be I might be the only guy in Philadelphia that is saying I don't mind if you're getting beat on comeback routes Ten and fifteen yards at a time. I have an issue when that philosophy stops at the twenty-yard line when they get into the red zone, where you're supposed to be efficient and everything breaks down, which is what we saw last week. I'm okay. We've been way okay with Ben don't break in this town for a yes. very long time. It's just when it breaks, and it did last week. And listen, the big plays of uh, they did they got behind you, so don't let them get behind you. And again, I think they will be very successful. At home against the Colts. My heart. My heart is full of love. Very excited. I'm very pumped for this. For the first time of the year. It's
1: time
0: for the NFC Least.
1: All right, Johnny. What's going on in the nation's capital right now? You can't believe it. The same things that have been going
0: on since, oh, I don't know, the beginning of time. (laughs) You switch out one mediocre quarterback for another mediocre quarterback with a mediocre coach. You know, you get James Seltzer. Boring ass football. That's it. That's all that is continuing to happen. I can't believe that we have not discussed Washington's offseason, how disastrous it was, and it just disappeared. And what? guess what? They still suck. Oh, it's still clearly racist down in Washington. Big-time racist.
1: Giving Paul Richardson $10 million a year or whatever. That seems <laughs> smart as well. John, Dallas sucks. Tell us what's going on in Dallas. Oh, congratulations, guys. You won a game. You did it.
0: You won a game. The Dak Prescott and everybody's back. The offense is killer. You want to know what? Because you played the Giants, who are 0-2 and desperately hanging on to anything. And do you know what happened? You know what happened, fellas? The Dallas Cowboys somehow became a top-five defense after going up against one of the worst offenses in the NFL. They're now a top— Congratulations, Cowboys fans. You did it. You figured everything out. Rod Marinelli and the rest. Oh, that's right. I forgot. But you're literally the last in plays on your offense. You're last in every offensive category known to man.
1: Good luck with that. You can't mess with Rod Marinelli. I think we all know that. But anyone who ever thought Carson Wentz was not better than Dak Prescott (laughs) is just an idiot. Johnny! New York's pretty bad, man. Wow. And not only is it so bad, there's only one thing that
0: we can start out the New York Giants week. And that is Pat Shermer talking to Mike Francesa on WFAN. Not, you don't really have anything you want to share with the, with my audience about why you think this offense is struggling so much. You just said we're just going to get better. That's it. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's the approach. <laughs> All right, Coach. Thanks very much. Good luck this All week. All right, Mike. Thank you. Well, it's like going to the dentist, but <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, that that approach is going to be tough in this town. And the Boy, the, the, by week five or six, this could get really uh, painful. By week five? Six, Mike. It's already there. It is like going to the dentist. There is nothing, nothing happening in New York. They're gone. That's it. The season's already over in two weeks. It's it. You drafted a running back second overall with no offensive line to run it behind. It's over. You put a dead body at quarterback and just went good luck. And then you hired a literal orthodontist to coach your team. That's it. Pat Shermer is boring. Awful and terrible, and so
3: are the New York Football Giants. Shut it on down!
0: My goodness, the Giants are bad. That was good. Happy John
3: is such an awesome John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a a wonderful return to the NFC League. I just we've talked about this forever. Who in their right mind thought that that was going to work? Who who
0: thought drafting Saquon Barkley and literally ruining him in his first year?
3: And everybody's going, we
0: caught a lot of passes.
3: Yeah, at five yards a clip, and you're throwing to him 14 times. The funniest part all offseason was watching people convince themselves into Eli Manning and Pat Shermer. Like, just think about that logically. You hire those two people. You stick with Eli. You bring in Shermer. And you think it's going to work. Like they're going to lose this week to the Texans. They'll be 0 and 3. They're one of the few, they're one of the bottom three worst teams in the league. And they just wasted a top three pick. And yes, Saquon, I get that he's good, although he's only averaging what? Two point something yards per carry. So I get where he's going to be good no matter what. Cause people have decided that, but his production's not been great. So, but clearly they messed that up. And look, the Giants are in major trouble, which is good for the Eagles. Oh, it's awesome. I love
1: seeing the Giants flounder and my favorite. How awful are the Giants this year? Story is the Eric Flowers after the first game of the <laughs> yes. year when he said that I didn't know Calais Campbell wasn't a speed rusher. <laughs> he's 6'8", 350 pounds. What do you mean? Of been... course he's a power rusher. You moron. <laughs> Did you watch the game? There's also
0: been tape on him for, what, 10 he's years? 30-
1: old like whatever oh oh! i was so like he literally did not watch tape on the guy he was gonna play well it is that
0: time ladies and gentlemen as uh we are proud to welcome in from the Lefko and sims podcast on bleacher report and yes james seltzer it is better than your foo-foo little the ringer podcast with clark and all that <laughs> I, what did ladies I say? and gentlemen it's adam Lefko on the line with us adam thanks for joining us man <laughs>
4: And I love that it's left and Sins. I appreciate that respect. <laughs> that is very kind of you.
0: I will always, always put your name in front, my friend. How are you doing?
4: Oh, I am so excited that Carson Wentz is back tomorrow that I can't even, I don't even care about college football. It matters nothing to me.
0: <laughs> so what are you thinking? What is, I mean, we've been discussing it all show. Uh, earlier in the week, I was going from like, all right, maybe this would be a little bit of rust on there. But by the time I go, you just you know what? I think he's just going to come out, he's going to need a quarter, and then he's going to ball out for three. That's where I'm at, Adam.
4: I'm very excited that the Colts are missing a few guys up front, so I think he's going to have more time back there. I just don't think Eagles fans realize how impactful Carson Wentz really was. This is not just a quarterback. Think about this. Third and longs this season in the NFL, really all season, quarterbacks average 28% converting third and down and eight or more. Carson Wentz last year converted 48%. Mm. He was 20% higher than every quarterback in the NFL. His passer rating on third and long was 136. The average was 72. This is a guy that won games for the Eagles and allowed the team to adjust. John, if he's back to that man, do you realize that repeat city is an actual possibility? (laughs) Hell yes, I do. Yeah. He's the key piece. Like, we can't sugarcoat this. Nick Foles, hey, man, we really appreciate you. The team can win with Wentz, and I hope we get that man back at full strength.
0: Oh, man, so do I. And I know that you are also a betting man, which is why we're bringing you on here. And I'll explain yeah. the rules. But, Adam, right now it is time for the NFL picks. Wow. So, uh, Mr. Lefko, here is how it goes If you want to challenge anybody on the panel, you're saying, you know, I understand the line, and it's not correct. you got to scream it out, ring the bell, and then uh, you you can tell us why you are going against whoever you're going against. So, 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 James Seltzer, where are we heading to first, my friend, as we will go... Uh,
4: I got it, I got uh, it. You, got you just got
1: to give me a second to pull the picks up here. I'm ready. I forgot I would do this thing. It's been a little while. Adam, nice to have you on, by the way. All uh, right. Thank you, fellas. So let's head down to Carolina. Yes, the let's. Panthers hosting a frisky 2-0 Bengals team.
3: ESP start us off here. The Panthers a three-point home favorite. Big game for the Bengals. You're really going to tell whether they're legitimate or not this game, right? I'm not buying their legitimate. What am I going to think? Marvin Lewis legitimate here. I'm going with the Panthers <laughs> minus three at home.
0: Ring the bell! Oh, there God. it is. I uh, I don't know why. I, I I just look at Cincinnati. It's different. Dare I say that Bill Lazer Bill Laser, might actually be a pretty de- decent offensive coordinator. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, the road dog here, Mr. Leftco. Who do you have in this I'm one? Telling-
4: all right, so here's the first thing. All the three games that you guys are about to talk about, the road team is more talented, but the home team has something special. In the last six games in Carolina, the Panthers are 6-0. and oh. And against AFC teams in the last 13 games, the Panthers have gone 10-3. and three. No Joe Mixon. Giovanni Bernard gets the start. Both teams are missing a starting linebacker, Vontez Perfect and Thomas Davis. I'm going Carolina here, but dude, this is a true 50-50 game for sure.
1: James Seltzer? He had all that information all that. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Powering the <bell> again. <laughs> I'm going with Bartred here. I think these teams are pretty much even. I get why. I think the line is correct. Carolina should be a 3.0 point favorite. I'm with you, John. I think there's something yeah. going on with this Bengals team. I think they're playing good football. I think Andy Dalton... Carolina part. I'm going to take the Bengals and take the I'm points. I'm happy
3: Adam's on my side. That's <laughs> yes, all I'll yes, say. Yeah, it's probably the smart way and to And with the information, too, yeah. but
0: I can't believe that we might actually say at one point that Bill Lazor is a head coach candidate. That's oh God! A, I have that ugly feeling that's going on. Seltzer, where are heading to next?
1: We are heading down to uh, the Superdome. Or no, excuse me, Atlanta. You wrote this the wrong way, John. That's Did I? That's your that's, fault. Uh, that's my <laughs> fault right Atlanta, there. Atlanta, three-point home favorite New Orleans coming in big the, NFC South game. Mr. States, yeah.
0: Well, Mr. lefko we'll we'll let you lead this one off. Who do you have in this one?
4: Yeah, let me give you guys the trend so you guys can yell at each other. The Falcons <laughs> against the can NFC. Can I yell at South. you or no? Is that not yes, allowed? Please turn the good. volume up, though. I need to hear <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, under Dan Quinn against the NFC South, the Falcons in their last twelve games, ten and two. I went back and looked, guys. Since 2013, the Saints have lost every single opening road game. They just played two games in the Super Bowl. Superdome, this is their first road game. Alvin Kamara is going to go off, but all the trends are favoring the Falcons. I'm going Atlanta.
0: I'm taking Atlanta, too. That's uh, I, I, I I said on Thursday that I was like, oh, uh, I'm not so sure. I've, I flipped it now. I'm going with, uh, with uh, Matt Ryan and the boys. Here. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it.
3: Ring that bell! Yeah. Oh, Ring the bell! I'm going with the Saints. Look, the Falcons, man, I'm not take, picking them to win a big game. I know it's at home. The Saints are not going to drop to a losing record. Like it's just not going to happen. So I'm picking the Saints in this one. Dying with Elliot Short Parks hey. on this one. The line heading towards New Orleans.
1: I think. I think this is one where I just think New Orleans is a better team heading into Atlanta. New Orleans looked bad the first two weeks of last year, then got it going. I think it happens again. I think they're a better team. I'm happy to get some points as We'd well. Say, i take hey, the one Saints. One
4: thing really quick. The Saints are last in the NFL in hits and sacks of the quarterback. Matt Ryan's going to have time, but Kamara's going to dice. <laughs> I love it,
1: man. I own Kamara in fantasy, so
0: he better dice tomorrow. And this is, uh, this is where it gets a little interesting, uh, at yep. least because um, my instincts want to go against Vegas, but... Uh, What's uh, What are we going to next? We are section? heading
1: out to the 12th, man. We're heading out to Seattle as this line opened up as a Seattle minus three favorite. It is moving towards those Cowboys. The Cowboys only a one and a half point road dog here. ESP starters off. So
3: I hate being wrong. I picked the Cowboys to win eight games. And if they're going to win eight, they have to win this one. So I think it's going to be tough for them to go into Seattle. Don't get me wrong, but I'm taking the Cowboys. In this
0: one. Uh, Adam, what uh, what's going on in Seattle for you?
4: Okay, well, guess what? Since T. Carroll took over, he played 13 games in September in Seattle at home. You know what his record is, guys?
0: I have no idea. 13?
4: Thir- 13. Yeah, ago. I
1: thought so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, so, look, they've had a lot of different teams there. I think that Russell Wilson is running for his life. The Cowboys have nine sacks in the first two games, and you guys saw Seattle and Chicago. But somehow, some way, I think we're all talking about the punter the next day. Michael Dixon, I think it's a tough game. Cowboys are going to be playing near their own end zone. Seattle somehow gets the win.
0: I 100% agree. I haven't moved from that. I just, it's Seattle at home and that whole thing too. James Seltzer, who do you have in this one?
1: Oh, I'm not ringing the bell on this one. <laughs> totally agree with you. Look, Seattle, like you said, Seattle's a good home team. I would have taken Seattle minus three. I'm extra happy to get an extra point and a half there. I feel good about this one. I'm with you there, Adam. All right. The last one. The big one. The most important one. The Philadelphia Eagles. Hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The line right now. It was minus six when we started the show. Let's see where it is at right now. Live odds. Back to minus seven. The Eagles a minus seven point home favorite. That makes it tough. A lot tougher at seven than six. Adam, what do you think?
4: All right. I have two amazing trends for Eagles fans. So this is for you, Philadelphia. In their last ten games at home against the spread, the Eagles are eight and two. And the last eight times that the Colts won a game, they lost the very next game. I'm just going to say this. It's going to be Carson Wentz, and what do we get out of him? And also, Andrew Luck taking shots. Are they going to leave Jalen Mills on the island? Do we get a Mm T.Y. Hilton? I think the Eagles win, but I think Luck does something annoying at the end to ruin the cover.
0: (laughs) And and, uh, that's exactly how I feel in this one. The Eagles win it. Colts somehow cover. Uh, backdoor is, is certainly open uh, for an Eric Ebron
3: touchdown. Actually, backdoor oh, covers definitely. what I'm saying. Ebron has been huge for them. One thing the Eagles know how to do, smack teams around at home. The Colts are good, but I think the Eagles cover and win this game. Wow. Whoa. So he
1: rang the bell there. without even ringing a the l- bell? A little I like bit. It. A little see, bit. It's a tiny you, bell ring. <laughs> yeah. you, no no bell. I said it before. I think the Eagles win 27-24. That's the type of game I see this being. So I wouldn't be shocked if a late touchdown Swung it one way or the other, but I'll take the points, even though I think the Eagles are going to win.
0: Well, uh, there it is. So the predictions are all out and done. Uh, Adam go from, I will always say, the Lefko and Sims podcast, joining us for his uh, first info. But you did a great job, as always. Awesome. Of course, you did. He actually a job. brought
1: knowledge to yeah. this segment instead of us good. just yelling. So that was awesome. <laughs>
4: hey, I can yell with the
1: best of them. I just want to
4: say, God bless you guys. God bless Carson Wentz. He has been sent down from the heavens above. And tomorrow we will remember why the greatness shines from eleven's back. Ah, Enjoy yeah. the
0: game. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, we done. appreciate it. Talk Adam. about a, gonna... a dynamite debut right there, by that Adam, is. Adam that And guess what, work. guys? We go from one Adam to another. Adam Kaplan. How are you, sir? Hello, gentlemen. Hey. How are you today? Are you? Uh, we've got uh, we've got a, like I said, the Go Birds radio hours are uh, right. are jam packed here. So got you, Jeff Mosher, Bill Osborne, all coming in. What do you guys got on tap? here? So
4: we're going to address the Carson Wentz situation in terms of. What's game going to be? Game plan going to be? People are like, oh, are they going to throw the ball? They're just going to run it down their throat. Uh, the Eagles, by the way, did not make a roster move today, mm-hmm. so they're going to address three running backs. Only four receivers. That is hard to do. DeAndre Carter remains on the practice squad, so uh, can't even it, get can't
0: even get play time. Yeah, when you've got four wide yes. receivers, so
4: so what, are the tight ends going to get involved? There are so many questions when a team loses. We're going to answer them in a couple minutes.
1: Perfect. Ooh, should we be worried about Corey Clemens' squad No. Okay, no, good. no, good. We the, the, need that
4: Here's the question though James You've got Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement How much do they play at running back Compared to special teams Because they're really big time special teams yeah. players So I've got like 20 questions Usually I have like 5 for the Eagles i got like 20 on here mm.
0: 20 questions coming up Awesome. Yeah. Jeff Mosher and uh, Adam Kaplan uh, Bill Osborne, Inside the Birds joining you For James Seltzer, LA Shore Parks I'm John Barchard It's been Go Birds Radio right here Sports Radio 94 WIP